you know, so I say like quality of of your art and the quality of like the drive that you have is like all all you need really. Hey everyone, you're listening to Behind Two Blondes, the show that takes you behind the scenes of what it's really like pursuing your dreams. Every podcast has an opening song. This is ours. It's not very long. Chase, I think our opening song needs to be a little bit longer. I'm singing more of our opening song to intro our show called Behind Two Blondes. Hi, everyone. My name's Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. Together, we started a comedy duo called Two Blondes. Every week, Savannah and I will interview a successful millennial who's pursuing their passion in an attempt to pick up some pointers of our own and hopefully inspire you to get out there and do the same. Today, we are interviewing Rosie Okumura. She is a singer-songwriter who is one half of the band Moderns. She also works regularly as a voiceover actress, so we're so excited to talk to her. So excited! Before we chat with our lovely guest over brunch, we should probably fill you in on what we're eating for brunch. Savannah, what's on the Blue Apron menu today? Broccoli risotto and soft-boiled eggs with pistachios and melted grana padana cheese. Delicious. I don't even say it. I don't know what grana padana cheese is, but it sounds classy. Sorry, padano. I just think it's classy, and we only eat the classiest with Blue Apron. They are actually our sponsor for Two Blondes, so that's incredible. Who knew that we'd have a sponsor? Who knew? Um, And you guys listening would help us out big time by going to blueapron.com/slash/twoblondes spelled T-O-O. Because by doing that. You will get your... I talk and I don't make sense. I don't know what I'm saying when I talk. Um, what I'm trying to say is you will get three free meals shipped to your door. You will also get free shipping. So when you do that, you're helping us out. You're welcome. I mean, thank you. this is a win-win. Yeah, you're welcome and thank you. Hi, Rosie. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How are ya? Good. Good. Thank you so so much for for um, brunching with us. What what are what are you drinking? This is a blood orange mimosa. <gasps> mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm just drinking. It's a, delish. That it sounds delish. better than mine. I need some alcohol in mine. I'm, next one. Next one. You'll get this one. Next one. I'm gonna get that. Yep. Next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a mango banana strawberry smoothie. Oh, it's good. It's delicious. Ooh, wow. And I'm going to, um, I'm drinking the same thing as Rosie, the blood orange mimosa, because it sounded so good. So you just went out and bought it right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you girls know each other? Give yeah, me the backstory. So backstory of how we know each other. Oh, <laughs> the best. We have the best backstory. It really is hilarious it sounds like a weird dream that you would have had like i had the weirdest dream last night so chase you explain it you explain the weird dream okay (laughs) give me the the weird dream i want to hear this rosie and i were in a pop group called girl radical Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. were 12 of us chase radical Mm -hmm. rosie was one of the 12 and we instantly bonded and we um yeah we were i highly recommend everyone looks up girl radical videos you can find us on youtube The comments are probably the most entertaining. Part the comments of are YouTube. fun. The comments look, are fun. I'm gonna look it up right now. Give me a second. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, no. What was some of the comments like? Um, you guys. Well, like... it was um, a girl group put together by 
um, a famous producer, Jimmy Harry, and J.C. Chazé, who used to be in NSYNC. So a lot of people are commenting, did J.C. start a kids' bop group? (laughs) That was my favorite comment. That is a good one. Because, yeah, it was like in the cover video we did of whatever. (laughs) Did J.C. start a kids' bop? You started kids' bop? But the thing was, like, every there's always trolls on the internet, so we get it. But in terms of experience, like, what an experience, so fun. It was like, we were both... I don't know, that was four years ago. So we were still like very new in our careers and it was like a very cool thing. You gotta to put a link to one of your songs. The dun, 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 na, 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 na. What's that one? Which is funny because that <laughs> melody is the same as Avril Lavigne's Complicated. That's why I just got so confused. I was like, that's not yeah, song. You, that's and you gave me that oh, look and I was like, close. no, I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm, no, I'm, no, it's the same. It's the same. You, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Da, 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 da. It's that. This I is, forget the lyrics. What's our song? Like, you okay, I'm going to play it right now. You just take my breath away. Don't think I ever felt this way. You say hello. The website's still up. Are you sure this thing isn't still happening? Well, <laughs> it's still in the works. You can probably still send us fan mail. This is still in the works. It's still, yeah, I'm going to... Which probably hasn't been checked in like five years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Man, so anyways, that's how we know each other and what a back... That's really bonded us. We always carpooled together because we both lived on the west side. So we'd always carpooled like rehearsals yeah. and we were always late. <laughs> But what's fun oh, is in those quality time together. in those carpool rides, you, I, I feel like I got to know you so well. So I, I already know a lot about your background, which I'm going to ask you to like speak to specific <clears throat> points that I remember hearing. Because um, you were really, you've always been pursuing music. While during that, I was kind of pursuing acting, and it was it was a very random that I was in a girl group. But for you, it was very like targeted and. Um, you're still pursuing music and have flourished since. So um, I guess in this podcast episode, we're just going to, I guess, go from the beginning and see why you chose music, what brought you to L.A., and um, what your uh, like journey has been so far. Um, so I've always wanted to end up in L.A. Like I was born in Chicago, grew up kind of Chicago until I was like 12, and then Virginia, so kind of between both. I grew up in Chicago until I was 12, moved to Virginia for the last part of middle school and high school. And so I went from like city to like living in the boonies. And um, before I moved to Virginia, I was like a hardcore gymnast randomly. So um, that was my life. But when I moved to Virginia, they didn't have really any programs, they didn't have like a gymnastics team at that high school. And it was, like, soul-crushing. Like, I still can't watch gymnastics on TV without bawling. I'm like, that could have been me. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, I was, like, 12 years old, 13 years old or whatever. And it was just, like, I was at, like, the peak of my talent. Yeah. Whatever. And then it got ripped gymnastics. away from me. And it was, like, really hard. And, you know, I had no way. Because you can't just do gymnastics anywhere, you know. You can't just, like, you know, have all that equipment. It's just, like, it's an expensive thing. It's, yeah, you know, not a small-town thing right and so I had always grown up around music my dad's a musician um and I always had passion for that also and so when I moved you know I had no other escape and no other way to express myself and so I just kind of fell into music way more deeply than I would have had I stayed 
you know, in that big city and doing gymnastics and having all those distractions. Um, so I really just use that as like a way to express myself and to like survive, like living in the sticks. Like there was really nothing else to do. And music was the perfect thing because, you know, you can just plug in a keyboard in your bedroom and, you know, make it happen. And so, um, you know, all my inspirations were pretty like early 2000s, like Britney Spears and all that stuff. And her stardom just like inspired the crap out of me because everyone loved Britney in the early 2000s. Come on. Oh my gosh. Come on. You know what song was just playing right before we started this podcast was the Hanson brothers. Didn't, weren't they an inspiration for you too? Do you want to know something so funny? That was, that's my ringtone. Oombop is my ringtone. (laughs) I always think of you when I hear that song. So, um, yeah, no, they were the reason that I like wanted to learn instruments because (laughs) I thought it was so cool that they were like, you know, my age and like playing their own instruments, writing their own songs. And like, there were no like young people really doing that. And like haters say what you want about Hanson, but like, I don't think all those 11 year olds out there who are like hating had like, 11 million records sold so leave Hanson alone amen <laughs> I just went and saw them in LA like a couple months ago and it was like the most oh. nostalgic like best they're thing I did. still doing stuff I'm always shocked they tour like every year and they like wow. leave records like every year it's crazy wow yeah I know still. good to know we should go and, see them and Taylor Hanson is still just as hot if not hotter <laughs> so anyway wow. gonna look him up too yeah, no, I'm like a crazy, um, I used to be like a super closeted Hanson fan, but now I have no shame. I have no shame. I think it's because there's way more, like, worse things I could be more embarrassed of. So that's like nothing now. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> he's really you. cute. No, he's like a hot dad. I'm like, I'm into it. Does he have kids? <laughs> he has like 13 kids. They're all like 13, 13? kids, actually. They're, oh my God, he no, has No, it's an exaggeration. I think that he has five or six one two sounds, three four five like oh I'm my not. god you know you're not kidding there's five yeah wow. yeah yeah kind of weird he's a, he's a busy dude i guess not, not that it's weird to have five kids i mean <laughs> the i jumped ahead in my mind because they all got married at like 18 right <laughs> i think yeah he got married pretty young i think the other one's not as young but i mean i don't know who knows who knows anyway <laughs> anyway so i had a lot of inspirations from like the 90s and early 2000s just like that was my escape and then um I just moved around a lot after that you know I lived my dad in Hawaii I went to school at Michigan State um I did not graduate from Michigan State that's okay just tell people I majored in um dropping out (laughs) (laughs) so after that I moved to Seattle just to kind of take a break from school and whatever I was only just going to go there for the summer because my aunt lived out there and it was like free rent for the summer and I had a crush on a boy who lived out there so I was like why not um and then I just ended up falling in love with that city um and staying there and pursuing music um a little while I was there I had like an acoustic guitar that I kind of picked up along the way um just kind of mostly to start writing songs on mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends were like you should do a show blah 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 and I would do like these acoustic shows and I would just be so nervous. Like mm. I remember just being so nervous and like, why do I want to do this? Like I feel terrible. Like before I go up and then like <laughs> while I'm up there I feel worse. And like I just felt really out of my element. Um but I always told myself, Oh, it'll just get better, it'll just get better. Um and then, you know, I kept doing it and it just wasn't that like fun. And I think it was just the genre I was in. 
you know, because I always wanted to do different music than like, I'm doing like acoustic covers at this coffee shop, which is fine if that's what you're into and it's totally cute and I'm sure I was fine, but mm-hmm. there was always just something kind of like missing, you know? Um, anyways, fast forward to, I ended up moving to LA to kind of pursue more of like a pop thing. Do you or just pick just... up and, and go? I did. Okay. Yeah. But this yeah. is what I remember. You told me maybe it was right when you moved or right before you moved, you went on Facebook and you found songwriters and you Facebook messaged them or like added friends of friends to be in in that (laughs) circle. Is this when that happened? And could you explain Um, that? This happened like about maybe in my first year of moving to LA. So, you know, I was out here and I was like, okay, well, I was still doing, you know, the acoustic shows and it was fine. And I played like little like the little rooms at like House of Blues and like downstairs of the Viper Room. So it was like exciting because I was like, oh, I'm playing House of Blues, but downstairs. <laughs> like, the Viper Room in the basement. <laughs> so, like, so I was doing cool stuff, but there was always like an asterisk. Um, <laughs> but it's in the basement. Um, so, and you know, it was fun. And I, I loved singing and I loved writing and I loved performing. But it's just the genre just like bored me to death. And I was like, I just want to do something more exciting and like not have to like hide behind this guitar and express myself but I don't want to be cheesy um so I you know I started trying to write some pop music and I got connected with a music producer in Chicago actually um through a friend through my dad's friend actually he used Mm -hmm. to manage like tour manage Green Day randomly so he's like a music guy he's like I've got this producer that like he's around your age and you guys will work together so well so I'd never met him and I was like the producer I knew my dad's friend and he was like, um, you should go to Chicago and just, like, do, like, an EP with this guy. Just, like, see what happens. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. So I did, like, this pop EP or, like, you know, th- th- two or three songs only. Um, and I loved it. And I thought it was so cool. I did a little music video, um, which, like, today is so cheesy. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe. Oh, I've I- seen it. Are you in a uh, leotard? something like that I'm in like a lot of stuff like there's like five different looks it was like I borrowed money from a friend and like paid him back in monthly payments and like made it happen oh my gosh (laughs) it's crazy yeah but I mean like it's cheesy today but the music video actually like it was kind of you know like a reel almost you know like this is how I can look this is how I can move around like I'm not the greatest dancer but here's me pretending you know and like here's what I look like wearing this or whatever and so um it actually was a good thing that I did it because, um, you know, friends of friends would send it around to their friends who were producers. They'd be like, hey, like this girl, she lives in L.A., like she just did a video. Here's this. You know, it was kind of like before there was like Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> but um, but um, in long story short, it got sent from my friend Chris, who I'm in the band Moderns with. Uh-huh. He's the one who knows Jimmy. Um, so he was like, Hey, I've got this guy, like you should write with him. Um, I'm going to send him your video or whatever. He's like, let's all get together. And so Chris and I went to Jimmy's house and this was in like 2010, maybe. So kind of a while ago already. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've known Jimmy a long time. And Um, this is Jimmy Harry, the producer of Pink and Britney Spears. So that's, that must've been an exciting connection for you. Yeah, it was crazy. And like kind of after that things started, you know, being a little bit more like exciting and I had better connections and whatever. And so, you know, I had that one producer. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, we wrote a lot of songs together, me and Jimmy. And then Chris and I, who we met through mutual friends, 
but mostly our friendship um, started on words with friends. Oh, <laughs> really? So like, you know how to like, it'll like suggest you like to play with people who like your Facebook friends with. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like so-and-so. And I was like, you know, I was addicted. So I just went down the line and just started playing with anyone that suggested because I was obsessed with that game. Um, and so, like, we would always play words with friends. And then we would use the chat. Like, hey, like, you know, we should talk each other. I mean, beep, talk each other. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, and so we kind of became friends through that. How funny. And then, yeah, we started doing, like, some commercial music together. And just randomly, you know, if he needed someone to sing a demo for him that he was producing for so-and-so because he's an engineer and has been producing for a long time and mixing records for a lot of bands um so he and i became really good friends and he's probably one of the oldest friends i have in la and he's still one of my good friends and now we're in a band together and it's great but going back to the um facebook thing i remember i was like getting frustrated like, okay, I'm a nobody. Nobody knows who I am. Like, my dream is to, like, work with these producers. Like, I want to be able to work with amazing people and write songs. And who knows where my, you know, opportunity is out there. Like, they're not going to find me. I have to find them. And so I was literally, I just, like, out of the blue was, like, okay, I'm going to get on Wikipedia, <laughs> the most ultimate source. I'm going to get on Wikipedia and, like, search all my favorite singles and all my favorite records. And then I'm going to go down and click on the people who worked on that record, even if it was like an assistant to whatever blah, blah, uh-huh. sound fixing. Mm-hmm. So I made a list like on my like computer's notepad app and like just had all these names. And I was like, I'm going to go down these names and add them all on Facebook because if they don't know me, they'll just say no. And if they say yes, it's because they like, clicked around and looked at my profile and they're like, oh, okay. It's like, this is the singer I'll just add her why not yeah and so I made sure like before I would add all these people that the video on my on my feed would be the first thing they saw so I'd post the music <laughs> video and then I'd go on like these ad binges and add like 20 people uh-huh. and then eventually <laughs> eventually um I would ha- start having like 10 mutual friends 15 mutual friends like 30 40 mutual friends with these people so they would see me add them and then they would just add me because, like, oh, it must be someone I met. I just can't remember right. who it is. Or, oh, this she Look must at be, all our like, somebody friends. because she's friends with all these whatevers. Yeah. Um, and so through that, I, um, like, you know, if people would accept me, I would message them. And there was this one producer, Trey Vidito. He's over, he was over at Universal, and he'd written with, like, Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus, I believe, and, like, oh, a bunch of people. Great girls. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're so nice. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I would mess- I messaged the guy, and he wrote me back, and we got on a phone call, and he was like, why don't you just come in and, like, let's just write some songs together. No and, way. Like, he was, like, a legit, like, nice person. It wasn't anything creepy. Like, and we wrote, we've written so much music together, and, and I just, like, got all these opportunities just because I just did it, you know, and... He was like, wow, I really respected that, you know, you're really, like, young and hungry and, like, you're really pursuing this and you took a shot and I really respect that. And I think, you know, yeah. And so I made some really good friends and really great music and so on and so on and and learned a lot. Yeah, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Wow. I just am going to take a pause for a second because this interview is fantastic. Fantastic. I just need a breather. I also want to take this time to let you know that Blue Apron is our... Fantastic. Yeah. 
Blue Apron is also fantastic. So head over to blueapron.com slash two blondes spelled T-O-L. And get those free three meals that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. And so, so will you. you. Back to the interview. I wanted to talk to you about like your your side hustle while you were pursuing music, what you were doing to stay afloat. And I know that you've had some like really legit jobs along the way along with music. And um, one of them was Nobu. If you want to talk about how like how it's been having um, side jobs up until the point where I know you quit that and it was a big, a big deal. So let's go through that portion. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the combo of like, I'm a waiter or waitress slash actor singer in this town is like pretty <laughs> common. So um, that's all I got asked when I worked at Nubu. Like, it's either like, are you an actress or do you go to Pepperdine? And I'm like, do I look like I go to Pepperdine? <laughs> I was like, I could have kids that go to Pepperdine. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that old. But, um, you look like you're 21. So it's so funny. Hey, I'll keep it. Do I Speaking look of like look I Speaking of look like a 21, when I was in Girl Radical, I was lying about my age, which is pretty funny. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Do you which, remember that? Yeah, because you were... 27 I was which, 26 okay. oh, I'm 27 and which I am now and to me at that point 27 26 seemed so much older and now that I am 26 27 I'm like wait you were so young still it's yeah I <laughs> you were like now, the like, older girl of the old. group but you were so young <laughs> I was like that's not even <laughs> old like it's so crazy but I, yeah I was 23 going on 23 going on 23 <laughs> and I had to like <laughs> Every time there we were like in interviews or whatever, or like there was like someone was talking about. I remember someone was like, "Oh, what was your first concert you went to?" And I had to be really careful because <laughs> the ba- the Backstreet Boys was my first concert. <laughs> but there, like in those moments, I had to be like, "Oh, like Jonas Brothers." Like <laughs> I couldn't say like Backstreet Boys when they were playing small venues. Like no. <laughs> and I remember like. Um, some of the girls like Megan didn't even know what Saved by the Bell was. Right. Megan like, was eighteen. I, was like, I used to watch that every day. I used to 16. watch that every day before school. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, I mean, my sister did. Like, well, you did a great job covering it up. I didn't know for a long time. <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't tell a lot of people for a long time. It was pretty crazy. Anyways, my side hustle. Not to get off track again. I'm super. I get distracted. <laughs> um, I was uh, bartending and cocktailing and up until pretty recently but my first like restaurant job like official was P.F. Chang's when I lived in Seattle Love and I transferred Chang's. yeah those last are still pretty bomb um and then I transferred to the one in LA and then um one of the managers Nobu in uh West Hollywood was like a guest of mine sitting at the bar and I was like just doing a really great job and he left me his card and was saying, oh, they're opening a store in Malibu, blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested? Have you heard of Nobu? I was like, I've heard of it, but never stepped foot in there. Like, mm-hmm. It's like a jillion dollars for dinner. Um, so, yeah, I got really lucky and um, got hired right on, like straight on as a bartender there and worked in Malibu with a bunch of celebrities as my guest. It was pretty it's wild. A it's a lovely like- side job. <laughs> 
to have not it even was that it's not a side job because it's too a shabby. huge it paycheck was, i think yeah you make um no pretty no. good money there but um it just got really hectic and it's a lot of hours and it's pretty time consuming and it's like you kind of can't really have anything else going on outside of there like outside of there successfully you sorry quick side note you you had me apply to be a waiter there and did i and they were hired and i went and they looked at my resume and laughed because they were like um it looks like all you have is theater credits and i was like yeah and they're like okay and that was pretty much who was at the time i did but rosie worked there so i was like i've got an in like i felt really confident but there were like lawyers there and like really high-end people were applying because you get so much money there that i had no idea they had no restaurant experience but they make you start as like a busser there too they make you like oh my god no they don't yeah, no, they make you start as a buster and then you have to work your way up. But I was lucky because they were opening a new store. So I got hired right on as my position, which like doesn't doesn't happen, especially at Nobu. So uh, I was like super blessed. Yeah. I met a lot of amazing people. And then like, the you made the decision to Oh, and you met your husband and or your fiance, so that's all yeah. it was yeah. a perfect place to work. It was. It was. And I got to meet John Mayer, so <laughs> Life's complete. Life's complete. Um, and then, yeah, what was the decision leaving? Because I know that was a tough one. Well, I just kind of like snapped. I was like, I can't do this anymore because it was just so many hours. And I remember like having to leave rehearsals early and getting to work late and like, getting written up and like all sorts of stuff. And like it was just so stressful. And I was like younger at the time. I just didn't know how good I had it. And I was just being really like, bratty about the whole thing I think you know I just didn't you know I was like this place is horrible blah blah because it was just like working me to the bone and I just I like I think my one of my biggest mistakes was quitting there at all because the money was so good and you know I just wanted to work somewhere else that didn't have that as many hours and then with that came you know working at a different restaurant and different pay but different hours and little by little you know I kept moving around and trying to get side jobs that didn't take up all of my time. Um, And so, you know, a couple years of that happened. And very recently, I started pursuing my voiceover stuff. Um, I took a class like a year or two ago, and it's something I've always wanted to do. And um, I started booking enough work on my own that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take the leap and like quit the restaurant and pursue this like full force like this and music and so just like very recently it's been like two months only that like I don't work in a restaurant and like this is all I do so it's like pretty scary because it's inconsistent that's big though yeah it's crazy it feels really good but also really um I'm very poor (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like you know it's just the starving artist you took the leap yeah and how did did. and how did you start with voiceovers did you um how'd you get into that you took a class you put a reel together I'm assuming of yeah so I took a class with um Carol Kimball she's one of the top like casting people in LA um she's amazing she has an amazing class um I like charged it to a credit card I was like I (laughs) need to take this class like I just have to do it like you know um it's not that expensive but it is worth it um and so I took the class um 
I learned a ton. And then I wasn't really sure what to do after that. You know, she would call me in on some auditions, which was like amazing. Wow. But, that's um, good. Yeah. Um, but they were, you know, pretty, pretty rare. It wasn't like a common thing. It was yeah. maybe like one a month or one every month and a half or two. And yeah. I would be like so excited. Like, <gasps> this is it. You know, like when you first start auditioning for stuff, you don't realize like, how many other people are also auditioning, you know? Yeah. yeah. You feel like, oh my God, like this might be it. And like we all have that little <laughs> like glimmer of hope. But it's like you learn, like it's like every like fifty, hundred auditions you do, maybe you'll get one. Like at right. least for me. It's like, oh, okay. So, you know, I kind of like started calming down. Like <laughs> that. I'm like, okay, I'm like just do your best and leave and like don't think about it ever again. Like just put it out in space and then yeah. don't like get your hopes up. Um, but then I just wanted more auditions. I was like, I want more. I, I was like hungry for work. And so I just started like kind of doing stuff on my own. I was like, you know, I need to make a reel, you know, I mm -hmm. need to get a website going. Um, and for the longest time I didn't have a dot com that was like finished, you know, I was like, I should just have a website that makes me look like I actually do this mm -hmm. because for a while, you know, I had friends like forward around like an email that had like a couple MP3s of like a reel and like some photos attached but it's like that just looks so not professional mm -hmm. and so I was like okay I have to finish my website I have to finish it and there was a night where I was like I'm just gonna I need to do this like so I finished it um I did my own reel I edited all myself added all the music sound effects everything put together wow. four different examples um, used Squarespace. I don't know if they also sponsor you, but Squarespace is awesome. <laughs> Squarespace. They <laughs> um, sponsor lots I of used, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I finished a website on Squarespace, um, sent it to a friend who sent it to um, a head, the head of like the voiceover department at um, an agency, and it was like the next day. They were like, cool, like, wow. come on in and like talk to us, and I went in and they were like, we'd love to have you. <laughs> no I'm way. I'm like, why didn't I finish this website earlier? So wow. my advice is like, if you're wanting to do something or whatever you want to pursue, like make a website and make it simple and clean and direct and like appealing and like easy to access like your reels and demos and stuff. Cause busy people are the best people. The best people are busy. So do yeah. a really nice website with like put to the chase. You know what I mean? Like, have have a good reel, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was like the next day I had an agent and I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. This uh, is weird. weird voices you specialize in that we should hear? Oh my gosh. You'll have to go to my website. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> plug it. Plug it. Yeah, what is your website? Plug, plug. Is it? .com. Oh, um, Okay. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I mostly do like regional TV spots and like radio commercials that no, like no I deal. don't end up hearing yeah it's crazy I just did do a cartoon voice for um an insurance company last week um but it was just my my normal voice okay, I, yeah. I guess I already just sound like a cartoon camera <laughs> <laughs> well perfect. that's so exciting Rosie so it's just like really quickly once you once you actually were like this is what I want to do it all came together yeah and then um I just like jumped ship man I was like so over bartending I, I had like one last like terrible brunch shift where I worked and I was like I can't do this I'm done yeah I'm now done. you're yeah. the bruncher not the one working the yeah so it's my blood orange mimosa there you go yes <laughs> and now how often do you have shows live shows 
Um, so we don't have an agent for live shows yet. Okay. If anyone wants to represent us, that'll be great. That'll be modernsmusic.com. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we so we just played, um, we played bootleg theater last month. Which and we I actually... went to and it was amazing. Yes, we actually headlined that show, but not because we're that cool. It was because <laughs> the main headliner, Fennec Solar, um, had to pull out of the show for a family emergency, blah, blah, blah. It was such a bummer. They're one of my favorite bands. But oh, no. at the same time, I was like, it looked really cool that we were headlining. And we actually filled the room pretty well. I was like, Oh my nervous. gosh, yeah, you, you know, did. You know, you go to these shows or you do these shows and you have a headliner that's going to bring a crowd. You're like, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, oh, it's so they can't come. <laughs> they can't come. So, uh, yeah, you guys are going to have to fill the room. And I was like, oh, my God. But we had a great turnout and the other bands were so awesome. And they brought a few people in, too. It was, it was a really good time. Your um, site is great. Is this also Squarespace? Yes. Oh, looks great. Modernsmusic.com. Modernsmusic.com. You Go say you don't have an agent for live shows, but you have an agent, what, for like? For uh, voiceover. Oh, oh, okay. I did. I thought you meant maybe Modern Music had an agent for like TV stuff. Um, We don't, but we did. The same week that I like quit the restaurant, I got an email from um, the, one of the guys from the record label that we released our last EP through and they do a lot of um, placements and like licensing for uh-huh. TV and video games and movies and um, I was like I just need a sign I just need a sign that I like made the right choice and they emailed us and they're like hey uh, Modern's got a placement uh, their first placement no um, in a movie coming out like just you know and we're like what <sighs> so I was like I'll take that as a sign yeah that's a sign <laughs> so, it's wow. actually in that movie Truth or Dare, which was not the best movie, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting. Fun. I'm following her on everything right now. Yeah, Savannah's speak. just stalking you on all forms of no social media right now. I'm familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm doing all the follows. Um, but I feel like we kind of wrapped this up in a boat. Do we want to? In a boat? Bow in a bow. Oh, you I love that. I thought you said boat. Also, I know. I, I went. Like, what kind of boat? <laughs> what kind of boat? I want, I want the other day, where are we going? <laughs> the other day, I said, "Oh, I really hit the wall running instead of hit the ground running." Oh yeah, that's a very Savannah. <laughs> thing that's to a say. Savannah thing. It's like, yeah, I, I hit the wall running, and everyone looked at me like, "What? That's Did she really <laughs> just say that's that? wrong?" I love that. Um, but no, <laughs> um, I want to brunch with her when I'm back in LA. Oh my gosh, Rosie's the best. Rosie's. The we best. have this is a virtual brunch for anyone listening. Um, Let's but we'll do, do a real live brunch soon. Yes. Um, but I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired. Do you? I I feel like you already gave your advice, which was to um, do a website really simple and clean, mm-hmm. and decide what you want to do earlier. <laughs> Make a choice. <laughs> yeah, finish the website earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say, like my my big chunk of advice would just be like, if you want to pursue something, like obviously it sounds obvious, like get off your butt and do it. But it's like think beyond that. You know, it's like oh, I wanted to work with, like, big producers, which sounds crazy because I'm a nobody, but it's, like, then get to know those producers. Like, go to, you know, Wikipedia, look them up, like, find out who they are, you know, send random donuts to their office, you know? Like, whatever you have to do to, like, kind of leave an impression and 
make it seem happen. like someone like fun to work with, you know, and stay professional and be polite. Don't be like a psycho about it. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, well, you know, if they don't know you, then how can you like get them to know you, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so I say like quality of, of your art and the quality of like the drive that you have is like all, all you need really. So. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for taking it home with me. We're taking that home with us. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Thank you, Rosie. <laughs> You're such a dad. Thank you, you for having me. You truly are a dream. Thank you so, so, so much for for chatting with us. And um, we'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll be in yes, touch. Yes, blast. And do let's you... do that skit when you get back into town. Oh, <laughs> so great. <laughs> Rosie has lots of skit ideas. Oh, I love it. Anytime. See, Savannah, Anytime. Savannah would love you. Can't oh, wait for you guys yeah. To can't wait to meet. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, love you, bye. Thank you for having me. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. That's our show, and now we're saying so long. Tune in next time on Behind Two Blondes. The Behind Two Blondes podcast is brought to you by FOU Studios and recorded at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens. The show was created and written by Chase O'Donnell and Savannah Brown. This episode was produced and edited by Chase O'Donnell. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUstudios.com. Boom! Boom.